0: Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast.
1: Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes, sir. I have a name for you. Oh, Gertrude Hurlbutt. Oh, Gertrude (laughs) Hurlbutt? Which is a real name, real person. Do you have any idea who
0: that is? I I have no idea. I've never heard of the Hurlbutt clan. Uh, I've (laughs) I've met Gertrude in my life, but uh, I've never uh, come across a Hurlbutt in my So check this
1: out. Gertrude Hurlbutt, in 1926, she entered the winning name in a contest to give the invention of Charles Davis and William Foster life. What was that invention, you ask? Only the name which describes the recreational and competitive activity known as skeet shooting.
0: Oh, Gertrude (laughs) Hurlbutt is the one who said, you should call it skeet shooting.
1: They had a contest. (laughs) So, yeah, apparently... I don't even remember the whole... like I mean, Well, not that I remember this. I looked this up. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> so, okay. So, skeet shooting. And this is international. It's an Olympic sport. It's where participants using shotguns attempt to break clay targets mechanically flung into the air from two fixed stations from a variety of angles. So, this originated in 1920. These avid hunters, Davis and Foster, they created this game, which back then was informally called shooting around the clock. Oh. As you can imagine, it was a little dangerous because instead of it being one direction they were in the middle of the clock and they shot around the clock. (laughs) So let's just say, you know, I do that, but here's the deal. Why do I bring this up? So there is a command that the shooter issues when they are ready for the clay to be released. And some shooters call, maybe they say ready or they grunt, or I guess in uh, an American culture right now, it's, they say "hup," but none is more ubiquitous than the popular phrase "pull." Yeah. meaning you pull the lever that the person then sends the clay pigeon into the air. Why would I bring <laughs> up such ridiculous trivia? <laughs> uh,
0: because uh, in the modern context, to the youth of today, skeet has a very different meaning once you yeah, can yes? talk about on the show. Uh, if you want to find out what that is, don't look it up at work. Because here we are stop. at 56 of Iron Man 2 from 2010, Dr. John Favreau, uh, and we're in the midst of uh, Tony Stark's last party. Uh, <laughs> things are things are uh, getting off to a, a weird start here, and so. But uh, as we we pick up where we left off, which is Pepper's trying to talk Tony down, like to get him to maybe get out of the really expensive murder suit uh, yeah.
1: around all the in, people in front of a hundred people, yeah. in the guests of his own home. Yeah,
0: <laughs> might be a good idea that uh, maybe he should not be uh, you know drinking and urinating in front of everyone.
1: Well, Just maybe. It, while while he moves in for a smooch. That's right. That's,
0: that's right. He's going over. So, yeah, but we had the last minute with him asking for another smooch. I think it was, give me another smoosh. Yeah. Uh, and so now Pepper is going, you're not going to be happy about this. And Tony's completely ignoring her, as is part of the course. Uh, Come on, you know you want to. And Pepper goes, you just peed in the suit. Yeah. The only adults in the room, um, uh, and then I—Roddy's well, there too. But I guess it's so two adults. Uh, and then Tony's uh, so like, "I know it has a filtration system, which is like, oh, well, we're learning some that's, uh, things about the suit that we didn't know before. So th-
1: that's you're nice welcome. to hear. But I just want to say, dude, you're not the Mariner. <laughs> it, doesn't... <laughs> it doesn't. All apologies to Kevin Costner. That's right. Anyway. <laughs> I <sighs> um, <laughs> got one. you. That was good. I ha- That was really. I funny. had that one ready.
0: <laughs> uh, and Pepper says, which we're all thinking, which is, it's not sexy. <laughs> yeah. No. And Tony dude. says, you could drink that water. <laughs> oh, boom! Because <laughs> we learned from Fight Club, urine is sterile. Uh, <laughs> so Pepper says, just send everybody home. Okay, it's time to. And like Tony says, if you say so. And for a minute, she's like. Oh, good, I got through to him. Crisis like, averted. Woo! Like, that was a close call, but I think things are going to be fine. And she and she, and she takes... Uh, uh, she exchanges the microphone for the bottle. Uh, she says, Okay, I'll take this. You take that. Uh, and then, so, Tony then turns to address the crowd. <laughs> it's, it's such a... I, I gotta say, I mean, as much as you can read into this, Robert Downey Jr. does a really good drunk Tony. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh. So, he's, there's this... Pepper pots, <laughs>
1: <laughs> such a great. And then there's like, and there's like and
0: s- pepper pots.
1: And there's like two people clapping, right? Yeah. And,
0: and Rodi's not even one of is. them. Yeah. <laughs> I just came here because of the evite. Um, yeah, uh, and she and Tony says she's right. The party's over. Then again, the party was over for me like an hour and a half ago. And uh, at this, point, this is, and Pepper's like, oh, no. No? <laughs> he's, he's like, the after party starts in 15 minutes. And if anybody, Pepper, doesn't like it, there's the door! And so, as he turns and gestures with the Iron Man suit on, he accidentally fires the repulsors and shatters the window behind that sculpture. So, a couple things we uh, learned in the commentary about this exact shot is that he originally, wa- John Favreau, originally wanted Iron Man to blast. The statue, but they were not allowed to. <laughs> they were allowed to oh. use the statue. It had rights to put it on there, but they could not do anything even, you know, fictionally to damage it like it had to be seen there. And apparently those people are much smarter than we had anticipated because right after its appearance in this film, that's that's uh, sculpture sold. For hundred and fifty million dollars to an anonymous donor. So there is a so so I imagine there is a really really well appointed bathroom somewhere out there on a yacht. You know, in maybe the, in the Mediterranean maybe, uh, coast. Maybe Dezos is hanging <laughs> his Gulf towels coast? on
1: that. Yeah. Oh no! Wait. Okay. So wait.
0: Yeah. So, That's so they incredible. wanted the, the, the shot to actually blast the the sculpture.
1: Well, okay, I was going to say, because when you see this, it's an incredible shot of the sculpture yeah. with the the big staircase window, you know, floor to ceiling that is shattered. Yeah. However, creatively, that would have been amazing had he blasted the statue. Yeah,
0: like had the head fall off. Well, or But the idea that
1: he, here is this statue that is depicting a human made of iron, mm-hmm. maybe an Iron Man being destroyed by the own carelessness of the other Iron Man.
0: Yeah, I, and, the, and that we know it's art. And that it's exactly. been destroyed by his recklessness. Yeah, exactly. It been, thematically, it would have been really, really powerful. So I understand why he wanted totally. to do it. But I also get their point of view, too, because, you know, they don't want to see like the beautiful thing that they are they were using, they were being paid to show, being destroyed. Maybe it would make them very, very sad.
1: <laughs> That's pretty funny. Jeez,
0: seriously. Uh, so Pepper storms off, um, and then we see... We see uh, Tony continuing the party, so he decides he's going to do what you were talking about, uh, his, do his
1: own version of skeet shooting indoors with champagne bottles. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, and okay, and, and when this happens, so, you know, we go from the, as soon as he breaks the, smashes the glass, of course, we get a crowd shot of all the scantily clad yep. ladies who are here, yep. and so the men people too. People have been I mean. swimming, apparently. Right, people have been swimming. They're all excited, and then Tony pulls this like just a rage pose yeah like he gets down like in a crowd like i mean like it's almost like he's a sumo wrestler and he just lets out this guttural primal roar and it really gets you it's almost like what you would think roid rage like you know what i mean when you think of those things it's so we'll see we'll have a couple of moments of this in the next few minutes where it's just hitting the just the carnage that is going on in him Right. I mean, and, like, I think it's just showing that he's out of control. He's, yeah,
0: it's, it's scary. It. Cause I mean, yes. especially for a guy, yes. you know, to a guy in a suit like that <laughs> being, uh, you know, seemingly really getting lost in the party. And it's like, right. yeah, it's exciting. But like,
1: also, you know, <laughs> he has enough firepower to just murder everyone. Well, here, murder right? everybody in the room. <laughs> and well, and I think it's even sad too is that in this situation, the two responsible adults in the room have looks of horror on their faces to this. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. it says something. What the heck for, are you
0: gonna do when you know it's like right. the uh, he's running around with a loaded gun? Like what are you <laughs> like? Okay, uh, the de-escalation did not work. Uh, I need to find something else. Uh, so we have that, and we have one of the party goers steps forward to to be the I don't know what the official puller. What is the what is the official I, thing that launches the clay pigeons? I, I think don't know. The, the pull. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the puller. That, <laughs> so uh, this is Anya Manskova. She has 43 credits on IMDb. She is a model slash actress, meaning she started out as a model and then became an actress as well, things went along. Uh, she had, Her first credits are on things like The Tonight Show and Deal or No Deal. She was one of the Howie's Beauties? I can't even remember. That show was a long time ago. <laughs> but she was really one of the, yeah, brief, one of the, brief the briefcase case handlers. I think they had a, I think they had a <laughs> they title, did. but they I can't did. remember what
1: it is. It, it wasn't. It research wasn't
0: fail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then she also was in, uh, she's she had some time on a couple of different CSIs. I thought it was funny. She played on two different CSIs playing two different characters because they just assume nobody nice. watches both shows. I don't know. Uh, she was also on the Knight Rider remake do you remember Ooh, that
1: from yeah. like 2008, <laughs> where they where they replaced the the Firebird with a Mustang? Yeah, and that was the end of that. That's yeah. all it I remember from. it.
0: lasted a year. Um, yeah. So then after after this film, then she went on to do uh, Melissa and Joey, uh, in episodes of Ray Donovan and SWAT. Uh, and this is how I thought this. Uh, this may be stretching a little bit, but like there's been another film that has been parallel to this film, and we have another connection to it. So, she's married to Josh Fritz, who is a computer, uh, well, he's a CGI artist. He was a 3D modeler on Amazing Spider-Man. What? Yet another Amazing Spider-Man connection to Iron Man 2. Isn't that unusual? Oh,
1: yeah. that's. They, these things keep coming up. Wow. I don't know. I, I want to say small world, but I think it's more devious than that. <laughs> <I> think... <laughs> well, Hollywood, I guess, is a small town. Anyway. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. So then we, we see that Rhodey finally is just like, oh, I've had enough of this, and then storms out. Uh, but uh, we don't actually get to see where
1: he ends up. I think the last part of this minute, I think, is him going down the stairs. Well, we see him going down the stairs, and we see the reflection of the Hall of Armor. So yes. we know that he is going, into going the, down to the into basement, the and right.
0: that is where our minute comes to an end. But this is not the only version of this scene. No, uh, because Because uh, John Favreau talks about in the commentary that this scene, like all these, but the party was the most difficult scene to do in the entire movie. And they took many, many tries at it and many, many edits uh, to try and get this exactly right. And so they actually put out a little bit of what the party was. So if you want to see the scene, it's, it's called Extended Tony Stark's Birthday. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. I think it's on Disney Plus as part of their things. It's on the... Uh, the DVD and the Blu-ray, um, and even though there's, there's even now a 4K version too. But I don't know if that has deleted scenes wait, on it. Th- wait, wait, wait! This,
1: this deleted scene is on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. Ew. So
0: uh, in this, you get to see there's a very different version of this. First of all, uh, the one of the shots from the trailer is actually in this deleted scene, which is Black Widow in a different dress that we've ever seen her in, barely cuddling up to Tony Stark. Like basically he's behind her and she's got her back to his chest and she has the Iron Man gauntlet on and is aiming at something that's in all the trailers. uh, But it was never in the movie. Well, this is where it actually fit into because in this version, the first thing we see is the two of them stuck together and they're having like this very sort of like risque conversation. You don't know what they're talking about when it turns out that they're talking about the fact that she's wearing the gauntlet. And so he's having her blast an ice sculpture we see Natalie wearing an outfit we have not seen her in before, or we'll see her in after. A sort of a leopard print dress. And it's a little trashier, tackier than what we've seen her in before. Uh, so, it's Yeah, it's a different kind of club. Yeah, You'd be wearing that in a different place. Yeah, very place. true. I mean, it makes me think that there was a very different version of Natalie that was right. in the early cut of Iron Man 2. Um, and so they they have this this scene, and then Pepper shows up, and she's carrying a gift because it's Tony's birthday so she brought him a birthday present and of course she hands it to him and he doesn't like to be handed things so that was it. already they had, at this point had figured out that there was a, a recurring bit to be had here uh, and it's it's just a very this whole thing is Tony is really trashy and yes. gross through He's, this whole thing Yes, uh, and you can so I can see exactly what uh, Mr. Favreau was talking about in that like Oh, I don't like this at all. Like, I don't, this, I mean, he's
1: really scuzzy in uh, in this. No, it's, in fact, it goes over the line. Like we've talked about, obviously, Tony is compromised. That's the whole theme here, right? As we continue to go, he is compromised both emotionally, chemically, even physically. Yeah. This, though, he's disgusting. Yeah. Like, you'll watch this scene, and you'll just go, like, no, this is too far. Like, yeah. immediately watching it, and you say to yourself, nope, too far. You've made it to where the, you're, you're bordering on the character not being redeemable. Yeah. And that's a problem.
0: Yeah, and that, and, and that's exactly what thing they did. Why they had to go back and redo right. the stuff? Because from what I can tell, it's not in the same place. Because, so this was before DJAM. You know, Mr. Goldberg actually got involved. He was part of the reshoots because he's nowhere to be seen in the in this deleted scene. But then we have uh, Pepper, and they have this the awkward conversation and and. Like Natalie has the whole thing talking about how physically close she's physically attached to Tony because of the the gauntlet. It's attached to his chest. Like there's cords running out, and so she can't move. And uh, so like, oh, I'm I'm attached to you now, and like that kind of thing. And right. So then Pepperidge finally just and just takes her present and goes to stomp away. And that footage is in the movie. So after she leaves, Tony walks away. Her walking by and then encountering Rhodey, they use that in there. And like we were talking about in the last minute, you can see the gift at right. the bottom of the frame. Like the 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 bow of it pops up a little bit because so in this obviously Pepper they kept her. In, they wanted to use some of the footage, so they mm-hmm. kept her in the same outfit. Everybody else is in totally different outfits. Tony also, which we didn't talk about, is in a very different like black and red suit, uh, very slick. Uh, And so then she encounters Rhodey. Well, then when she says, like, oh, I got to go or whatever. And then immediately in the movie, it cuts back to, like, the two of them talking. Well, in this one, she keeps going and Rhodey goes after her. They have a different conversation down there, too, because as they come around the corner, then we see Tony has found another girl. uh, And on there and oh, look, it's Olivia Munn. (laughs) So this was Olivia Munn's original cameo. uh, And she is... uh, has the the guns on and she is actually uh, hovering above Tony. She's wearing a small black dress, which actually is important to the plot. I'm not saying that just because for fashion reasons. Um, And so she is uh, like using the guns to like hover over him while still connected to him by the cords because it's a running off of the arc reactor in his chest. Uh, And so Rhodey comes up to him sort of like, "What are you, man, what are you doing? Uh, And so Tony is just being, you know, gross and, you know, party Tony the whole time. Yeah, it's Uh, pretty bad. Uh, and uh, and so, as they have this, this conversation, and, and, and she's playing Rebecca, which is interesting because that character name will show up again here in the next couple of minutes. Uh, but they also say, which they also say, Probably the most disgusting line in any Marvel movie. Uh, it's one of those things you have to like. The more you think about it, you go, "Oh no!" So no, nope, it's bad. Be here, <laughs> nope. it's really bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's really yeah. bad. And and so like that would. I mean, even Paramount would have been like, "Oh no!"
1: Star Lord may, yes. may have yeah, exactly. Blushed. Yeah, next, he yeah, yeah, Exactly
0: that. I would put it right next to that as in, in terms of like you have to think about it. Then you go, "Oh uh,
1: no!" <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah um so then uh, then we see Rhodey, then just the uh, same kind of thing he gets really frustrated with Tony and then walks away and stuff too so there and and as we'll go along there are other allusions to other scenes uh, as as these couple of minutes go by for the rest of the party but even just from these couple glimpses we get to see a very different Party atmosphere, uh, way darker and grosser and weirder uh, than the one we actually got. Uh, So you can see that this was always a work in progress. And so what we got is better.
1: Is it the best?
0: Uh, No. No. but But knowing where they came from, I can see, like, oh, okay. So this is evolution along the way.
1: Well, okay. So here's a couple things that are really interesting about this not only if you love the MCU but also just in movie making yeah, really shows you the journey that sometimes scenes and entire character arcs go through in the development of a movie. yeah because this is radically different for both those characters for for Natalie Rushman and for Tony Stark. yeah and wow, I mean this is why movies cost a lot of money. one of the <laughs> reasons you got to go back and reshoot like whole things because That's you right. realize this no longer works. Some other things that I find interesting. It it's also shows you, even though it's not a good scene, it's it's not good for the characters. Mm-mm. I do love though how it it continues to build on the risks that Tony is taking. So you know, you open with the scene of Natalie with one gauntlet on, yeah. and hello, he's got a he, that's connected directly to the arc reactor in his chest. Then it goes to Olivia Munn. she's got two, she's got them both on. Yeah, I mean. He's upping the irresponsibility. Like I, I do like the fact that you know we're building on this in just a few minutes, okay. But I also think it's crazy in that you see him, and when when it has the scene where she's hovering over him, overing him, and he's talking to Rhodey, uh-huh. you you can see how he's unbuttoned his shirt just enough to where the arc reactor is sticking out because he doesn't yeah. want the you know the crossword yeah, yeah. puzzle digital stuff showing. And how he's got the both things just plugged into the sides of the arc reactor. Which one I didn't realize you could do that. Yeah, he can just he can charge his phone like he can just put his phone Apparently. and charge it up to his chest. But just the risks. I mean, just seeing all that. Like, yeah, if you're Rhodey, you're looking at this and going, "Dude, no, we're done. You have crossed all the lines. This is horrible." I, again, I mean, I understand what they were trying to do. It it does it. You can't go too far though. Like when you're gonna when you're gonna have the story of a troubled hero. Yeah. You can't make them unredeemable. It, yes, it goes bad, and yeah, that's exactly. why this is not in the movie.
0: Yeah, so. exactly. These it is a very, very fine line you have to walk between, like, dangerous and then irredeemable. And because, right. like, just like you talked about before, with having the the last scene with uh, Tony and Rhodey together, leading to this scene, you have to set it up so that Rhodey is heroic in this, but you can't make Tony a villain, right? So it's it's a very very difficult balancing act. Uh, so then, we'll, as we'll see more as as the party develops here, but that is, is where our minute comes to an end. We have our own Facebook group. It's called uh, the Marvel Movie Minute and Next Real Film Podcast Executive Lounge. Uh, you just have to ask to join because we're kind to keep out the bots and the weirdos. Facebook.com slash groups slash the next reel. All right, so that wraps up for 56. We'll be back here for 57 as uh, we see Rhodey take this party management into his hands. So we'll be back here for a minute 57 as we see Rhodey uh, assume the role of Evander the Reprimander. Do not miss it. Enough said. Bye. It's Chester the molesters what I'm thinking, but that's, that's wrong. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sister <laughs> the Molester? <laughs> Jesus! Oh, hold on. That was when I was a kid. No, we got to get it because it was good. I yeah. No, don't guy. don't be Evander the reprimander. Just Evander the, the reprimander. The reprimander. Okay. <laughs>